when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. Golf is a fairly simple game. You hit a little white ball, or colored one in my case, from the tee to the cup in the grass. It's meant to be done in three, four, or five touches of the ball. Many people think it's a competitive sport, but in reality, I've found that it's you and your skill against the golf course. You get up to 14 clubs in your bag. Some are for the tees, some are for the fairways, the rest are for around the green. Irons differ in shaft length and launch angle. A four iron, which is one of the longest, is around 24 degrees, while chippers and pitchers are around 40 or 50 degrees. How far and accurately you hit each ball is up to you. Golf courses have a standard set of holes in different orders. They're generally two par fives, two par threes, and five par fours per nine holes. Most golf courses are par 72 or 36 shots per nine holes. Most people never break 100. One over par is 45 for nine holes or 90 for 18. A good score is one or two over par. A good golfer shoots in the 80s while a great or pro golfer shoots in the 70s or even 60s. Shooting in the 80s means you're probably parring most holes with a few bogeys, one over par, or double bogeys. Shooting in the 70s or 60s means that you par most every hole and have a few birdies, one under par, or bogeys. There are four phases to each hole. First, you hit the ball off the tee. Second, you hit the ball off the fairway to the green. Since most of us miss the green, the third shot is a chipper pitch onto the green as close to the cup as possible, and finally putting the ball in the cup. Here are some fun facts about what's called an ace or hole-in-one. The odds are 3,000 to 1 that a golf pro will get a hole-in-one. The odds for an average golfer is around 12,000 to 1. One player making two hole-in-ones in one round is a 67 to million to one chance. A hole-in-one is scored once every 3,500 rounds, making them particularly hard to come by. However, around 128,000 hole-in-ones are scored each year. Good and great golfers understand that most of the game is mental, and the other part is practice. Chipping and putting makes up about half of your score, but most people spend hours at the driving range and minutes on the practice green. Also, each round is different, even if you play the same course over and over and over. The conditions like temperature, wind, moisture, maintenance, and more can change your golf game. The chance of hitting a ball and having it land in the same spot twice is about the same as a hole-in-one. 
That means you have to practice all kinds of shots with different clubs every time you play. Finally, no matter how good or bad you are, every round, even every nine holes, is different. There'll be good days and bad days. Even professional golfers who play and practice almost every day can shoot in the 60s one day and the 80s the next. That's why golf tournaments are based on the best of three or four rounds added together to pick the winner. Now, I played lots of golf. Keeping in mind that most of my rounds were up north, meaning there's lots of winter and no golf, I played about 10 to 30 rounds per year over 50 years. That means I probably played around 1,000 to 1,500 rounds of golf in my lifetime. I have one hole in one. I've also golfed with all kinds and types of skilled golfers, from complete duffers to damn near pro level. Here's how I categorize each one of the five different kinds of golfers into basic types. First, good and fast. These are players who don't take a lot of practice swings. They're efficient at reading greens, and they generally are conscious about other golfers playing around them. Second, good and slow. These people are very intense. They spend lots of time thinking about every shot and putt, and generally are in a world of their own. Three, bad and fast. They're just having fun hitting balls on the course instead of the driving range. They know they're bad and don't want to slow the game for others. Bad and slow. These people are the ones who should be spending way more time on the range in the putting green. They hit multiple balls and generally lower their score in their heads to make them feel like they're being competitive. And then finally, number five, playing from the wrong tees. These players could be any of the above, but don't understand why the right tees make a difference. So what does playing from the wrong tees mean? People often mistake the tees or tee boxes as men's. Pro equals black, great is blue, good is white, poor is gold, and then there's the women tees, which are red. That could not be farther from the truth. It should be based on your ability to hit the ball a certain distance. There's a blog post that I read that gives a formula based on your driving distance. Take your average driver hit, multiply it by 28 to determine the T distance range that you should be playing. An example of this is, I drive the ball around 215 yards. That means I should play from the tees that make the golf course almost 6,000 yards, which is 215 times 28. Based on that, whatever tee makes the course, I'm playing around 6,000 yards, that's what I should be playing. Normally, that would be white tees. So at this point, you're probably asking yourself, hey, this is a marketing and sales blog. What does golf have to do with my business? Well, I've been in business for over 40 years, 50 years if you count when I was making Christmas wreaths and sold them in my neighborhood as a kid. I have almost 10,000 to 15,000 hours, or four times my amount of golf rounds, in experience in business. I also have done business with all kinds and types of skilled people, from complete duffers to near pro level. Now, I can categorize business people in the same five basic types. Good and fast. These people move to and from a business model quickly. They know how to abandon the old way and make room for the new. This can be crazy, 
but they know how to get their business into the black pretty fast. That means they're playing from the black tees. Good and slow. These people are good at business, but make change slowly. They tend to be analytical, but when they move, they go all in. They're also slower to make change happen and prefer a steady business model. They're playing from the blue tees. Bad and fast. These people tend to look for the get-rich-quick ideas. They have no problem offering supplements one day and then jumping to an entirely different franchise or business idea until it proves to be a dud. They're kind of playing from the white tees. And then there's bad and slow. These people are loyal to whatever they're doing in business, and they're not producing, but they keep dreaming and hoping for success. They say to themselves, well, maybe this next conference will give me the winning ideas I need. They're playing from the gold tees. And then finally, there's people playing from the wrong tees. These people could be any or all of the above, but don't understand why the right business model for them makes all the difference. So let me leave you with this final thought. Most of us will never be the Tiger Woods of business like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. You have to take inventory of your own game. Profits, are you putting the ball in the cup? Tools, what are the instrument in your bag? Skills, how far can you hit the ball? And conditions, the climate and the environment. So let me ask you, which tees are you playing from? Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>